Hello and welcome to Captivate Insider. This is episode number 29. I hope you're keeping well and safe and that you're managing to smash through your podcast goals so far for 2022. We're getting on with the year now. It's almost October, believe it or not. So you should hopefully have checked off a bunch of things from your list of podcast objectives that you put together in January. Remember when we first started this podcast way back then? You should hopefully have a list of things and that you've uh, and you've checked off most, if not all of them, and you put some more goals on there. If you haven't checked them off, that's okay still. That's all good. You've still got plenty of time to, uh, to get your, your goals sorted and your objectives done. So make sure that you are revisiting that list and looking at what you want to do with your podcast, etc. My name's Gary. I am the head of design here at Captivate, and I'm the host of Captivate Insider. And each week I take you behind the scenes of what we're working on, our projects and our features, and chat to one of our team members to get their insight into those features, plus some industry news and some stuff like that as well. And of course, some tips on how you can use Captivate to power your podcast to make sure it's where you want it to be. This week for episode 29, we are talking about our recent release for Amy 2.0. This was a big a big update for us. Those of you that have used Captivate for a while or if you've heard about it, we launched our first um, version of Amy 1.0, obviously, um, and that enabled you to dynamically insert uh, any type of content, whether it's ads or trailers or anything like that, into your episodes. And you could do that as a pre or a post roll set them up as your default and one of the industry firsts i i believe was the ability to do all of that stuff within your mid-roll as well that was so key for us to nail that bit there was a few other people out in the hosting space that launched with the pre and post roll stuff and you know that was all cool but we really wanted to make sure that if we're going to offer something like dynamic content insertion that we do that properly so amy 1.0 had all of that stuff but obviously like anything especially with podcasting and with Captivate, you know, our own platform, that was only the the tip of the iceberg. So we knew early on that we had big plans for dynamic ad and content insertion and, you know, the engine that powers that. So with 2.0, we took that up another notch. So we're certainly not done with Amy. We've got, a, you know, a bunch of very cool stuff coming up over the next couple of years for that. But for now, this 2.0 update is a very cool it just takes everything, the foundation that we laid with Amy and just enabled you to do more stuff with it. So um, I've got Pierre. You've heard Pierre uh, on the show before a few times. He's one of our developers. Really, really cool guy. Lovely guy. And we're going to talk about some of those features. So as a quick summary, uh, you now have um, dynamic slots within your episodes so that you can um, you can layer up to three pieces of content within those slots. You can do that with your pre-post-roll and your mid-roll. You can um, use the new timestamp tool. So if you really want to dial in and make sure that you're inserting content at a very specific place within your audio, you can do that now because on the timeline zoom feature, you can get it pretty close, but now you can really get that granular level of of detail when you insert in your content. And that's very cool for people who have a workflow with their podcast recording where if you manually set markers as you're recording or if you want to manually leave a little bit of space, within your your recording to um, insert sort of sponsor messages or ads, you know, in, in person or cross-promotional stuff, you can really do that um, at a very specific level. So that's very cool. We also have a new context playback button. So when you're inserting content, you can play back the last five seconds and see exactly how that leads on from your existing audio into your new stuff. And we also have a very, very cool um, content tagging feature as part of this as well. So you can tag your um, your your content within 
your slots and at a later point you can go and look at those tags and see all the ads and the content etc that's associated with that tag and you can bulk replace and organize it's it's a, such a cool release so that's what um pierre and myself are going to be talking about on this one so without further ado here's that chat enjoy Hello, this is Captivates Insider. This is now episode number 29. We're nearly at 30, which is uh, coming around really quickly. And on this episode, as I mentioned in the intro, we are talking all about our recent Amy 2.0 release. And I am joined this week by my main man, Pierre. How are you, dude? I am well. I am <laughs> like like a leaf in the wind, you know, <laughs> blowing where he will. That came out wrong uh yeah how are you yeah. gary <laughs> I'm, I'm really well thank you i i love uh i love looking forward to your intros um somebody like mark who comes on he's very um loud and he's like yeah yeah i'm good dude how are you whereas i look forward <laughs> to your kind of subtle i'm well gary look, it's, it's like just that a sinister... different energy you know <laughs> like i feel like i'm i'm a calming energy well you know it's your job to 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 bring the fire indeedy I agree with that. It's just a very big contrast. You've you've got that sinister kind of Bond villain. You just need a cat on your lap to uh to oh, be stroking man. stuff. But yeah, yeah, yeah. We all need cats. We do. We do. I love my cat. I really do. Anyway, how have you been, buddy? How's the uh, how's Captivate Life and the world of Dev treating you so far? Yeah, it's it's been good. We've we've been doing quite quite a few things. I've been working on just a crazy variety of uh different features and and like fixes and improvements and things so it's 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 always quite satisfying when you get to do things that are um not always the exact same so yeah i've been doing just i've been touching all sorts of different areas and that's been yeah that's been satisfying Good, good. You've had your fingers in a few pies. Indeed, indeed. Is the saying, yes. Pies yeah, so, um, many fires. In many. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we've, we've worked on a few things, actually, since you were last on. You were last on back in back in June, believe it or not. I think. Uh, it was a while ago, yeah. We were talking about um, Captivate websites, podcast websites that were generated via Captivate, and we went through a whole slew of benefits in, in podcasters doing that and how you set that up and everything, so... Yeah, bloody hell, it's nearly October. It has been a while. So, yeah, thank you for taking time out of your day, buddy. No worries. So we are talking about Amy 2.0. Those of you who don't know, Amy is our um, dynamic ad and content insertion tool slash engine, however you want to uh, to describe that. And uh, since um, some point last year, I guess, when we first uh, popped out the, the, the first Amy 1.0, I guess, that's had... Um, some some great usage across loads of our our, our user base and people uh, have really enjoyed the um the slickness of that tool and how you can use all of your um various slots across your episodes so your pre and your post role and how you can uh, for the i think we were one of the first hosts if not the first host actually to offer that for free in terms of not just doing your pre and post role but doing all of your mid role stuff as well because that was one of the uh that was one of the technical things that we especially you guys spoke about in great depth until yes. the wee hours on, on on that stuff so quite possibly boring the rest of the team with just <laughs> us scratching our heads over how exactly we could make this work and make it fast and all of that kind of stuff mm, i apologize yeah. because <laughs> amy 2.0 had a similar level of head scratching and <laughs> um 
problems to solve mm. and tricky little corner cases to think about. Um, little gremlins, yeah. Yeah. They're usually the best projects, though. I think I, I find, I don't know about you, but I find that those ones that you're, uh, that you're head scratching on and just, you know, thrashing all that stuff out for ages, they're normally the best the best yeah, ones but yeah and it's it's quite nice when you start out with something that you're not entirely sure is possible and then you eventually come to a solution like you, your first solution maybe yeah i didn't it worked but it didn't really it wasn't super easy to use or whatever and then mm. later if you can make it so that it's actually smooth and originally you'd start your starting position was Maybe it's impossible, and then at the end is like, <laughs> oh yeah, it's actually possible to do it really well, and you're like, oh, that's that feels good. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. No, I read you. Yeah, when well, you think you're at the you're at the top of the mountain, and then you you do something, and then you realise you're only halfway up. Yeah, yeah. And then you have to, yeah, I read you. That's no, all good. So we did have a similar thing with the 2.0 release. Actually, we had um, uh, a bit of an uphill thing because, as I mentioned. The pre and post role, and I don't mean to oversimplify this, but I think the pre and post role side of things is you, you you might scowl at me. Listener, you can't see Pierre's face, but he might scowl. But that sounds fairly trivial in the grand scheme of things. Um, it's, it's more the mid role stuff, isn't it? Yeah. It is definitely easier. Um, it mm-hmm. has fewer uh, things to go wrong and difficulties to overcome. Like, because you know how long a pre-roll ad is or a pre-roll bit of content is, you know when the main audio starts by just doing a simple a little bit of maths to be like, oh, right, it's, if it's a minute long, then a minute in, that, that means that that's the start of the episode and stuff like that. Whereas, yeah, stuff in, stuff in mid-roll and stuff, especially if you have like multiple slots throughout, makes it somewhat complicated to... Uh, get it right and about like where in the where in the episode you are which is important for various esoteric technical reasons but yes being able to to work that out and do that quickly is 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 pretty important um yes yeah and and that's what i meant by kind of trivial because i think the 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 pre and post role it's just a case of you you tag it on or mm-hmm. then finish it off regardless of what's happening with the rest of the audio i guess so sorry to all devs and you know to you especially if that's uh you're like yeah i've worked loads of hours on that trivial thing gary but but thanks but the mid-roll thing yeah. um I, I always associated that with being a lot more of a challenge because uh, essentially and you can tell me the if i'm right or wrong on this and the details but essentially we're splitting the audio into a couple of pieces with this is prior to 2.0 right we were splitting it apart putting that ad in or that bit of content stitching it back together and then so that required a bit more stuff i guess that is pretty much it um and also trying to make it so that if you go back on like that's the other thing is making it two-way so you can remove ads as well as uh, or remove slots sorry as well as adding them and therefore um you know, making it so that your original audio doesn't get mangled or corrupted or anything, anything weird about it happens. So like even, even just stuff like that is, is tricky. And then you get into like, you start looking at, you know, the MP3 specification and you, you, you realize that like splitting audio is not always a, 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 as neat as, um, (laughs) certain programs make it feel um so sometimes you're used to using like an uh, 
some some program like Audacity or Audition or any of these audio editing programs, and and they're just like, oh yeah, you can just split at any point, and that's fine. But there are some hidden complications, especially when you start mixing in files that potentially could have different configurations. So you don't want to create like a Frankenstein monster out of eight different types of audio file. Um, so you have to make them all into the same kind of shape so that it all fits together. And probably for all the technical people, they're probably just like shaking their head and angrily like starting <laughs> to light torches at what I'm describing. <laughs> and for all the non-technical people, they're probably all just like, this person is making no sense and is talking gibberish. So I'm, I'm currently <laughs> pleasing absolutely no one with this explanation <laughs> but i will forge your head um but yeah that's the mid-roll stuff as you're absolutely right from a technical perspective is is hard i imagine also from a design perspective sorting out mid-rolls and making it so that that interface that the user has is easy to use is is also more of a challenge than say the the, the pre and the post rolls is, is that right gary mm. yes yeah absolutely so when we did um we will get onto some of the new features in a second, I promise. But when we did the 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 the, the first Amy um, stuff, especially, it wasn't so much um, kind of the Amy thing itself. It was more how do you wrap it up in the dashboard? Like when we did dashboard two point zero, we had to make sure that everything was, you know, rightly so, as consistent as possible. So everything that you interact with throughout Captivate feels like the same thing. So whenever you come across um, a form or a checkbox or a button or, you know, anything like that. You need to make sure that our users can um, have some kind of, there's a phrase for it, I guess it's like cognitive um, familiarity. So as you're going through everything, it's like, right, I immediately recognize what that is. But with Amy, it was new territory. Yeah. So when we came to do things like, you know, how do we how do we make it easy for somebody to look at that and think, right, I know instinctively that I can paint over this bit of audio. Yeah. And I'll be able to replace that with another bit of audio and some content and so on. And it's also tricky because you know. the audience is not uniform. Like you have some people who are very familiar with various, you know, yes. audio editing yeah. programs who are going to be using this tool. And some people who have never used one in their life. They just, you know, hit record and then they upload their audio straight straight away. So you have to make it so it's kind of intuitive for somebody who is familiar with all of the things that are standard in the industry. And also you need to make it so that it, it is easy to pick up for somebody who has never touched something like that before. And I think I think you strike a pretty good balance. Um, yes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So I think with that first one, it was really a case of laying a good foundation so that all of the other releases that we were then going to put on top of that. So when we get to this one and then Amy two point something or three point, you know, whatever we get to in the future, it was very easy for people to look at Amy within their publish episode or their bulk editors or whatever and be like okay that feels familiar this is the things that i've done for weeks and months years whatever that might be but these new things that have layered on top of like enhance that and make that look really good so for me from a design perspective that was the 2.0 thing to, to crack yeah. if you like was to make it feel like okay this is a it looks like something new and shiny because that, <laughs> that's always a thing with software isn't it and and apps and so on you get well, some people, you know, they get quite excited. Oh, there's this new thing to play with. There's this new thing. So it needed to look um, captivate. And I think um, all of us have done a really good job over the last, you know, couple of years, three years, whatever, since 2.0 especially, that we've made everything look and feel 
very Captivate and on-brand. I think that's important. But then functionally, with 2.0, let's talk about the thing that's one of the biggest updates to 2.0 then, and that was a bit of a challenge, and that was the ability to um, stack up multiple pieces of dynamic content within a dynamic slot. Um, so uh, let's just get the pre and post out of the way, because again, that's, sorry, dude, fairly trivial. Um, it was just the um, exactly the same as you could do with um, Amy 1.0. You could um, add um, uh, a dynamic piece of content into those into those um, sections within your audio. But now with 2.0, you can insert up to three pieces of dynamic content and you can stack them up uh, and you can do that in your pre and post role. So um, in my head, dude, <laughs> was it a case of there's a bucket and before 2.0, you just threw something in there and that was it. With 2.0, do you just throw three pieces into that one bucket? <laughs> and I mean, you don't have to do too much more than that. So... <laughs> This is the thing that's always difficult with um, all engineering is that if you ahead of time know that you're going to be putting three things into a bucket, you know that a bucket is the right tool to start using. Um, so obviously when you're making, when we were making the first Amy, um, we weren't sure what, um, where exactly people's priorities would be because you know we knew that this sort of thing was on the horizon but we didn't know if this was going to be the, the the next thing that people were going to demand or if it was going to be some workflow improvements or because that's one of the great things about you know having lots of people use your product is you you very quickly get some sense of like which bits people care about a lot and which people which bits people care about less and then you focus on the bits that people care about a lot um and so yeah this this kind of ability to put multiple um ads in or sorry or multiple bits of content in the same slot was um was yeah that was that was something that could have been easy but was not easy uh it, i know it's <laughs> i know it sounds sounds super straightforward but um yeah so we we had a a, a slight issue where before you could kind of accomplish the same thing by putting like three slots at like re close together next to each other or basically on top of each other and that way you could sort of like what it would be is it would be like your audio then the first slot then like a tiny little segment of your audio then another slot which is obviously like a very kind of messy way of doing mm. that that effect and so yeah rather than you know and that would have been the way to do it that was you know the easiest from a technical standpoint but yeah it, it, we we sort of changed how it works so it is a lot more now like how you're describing it um where it's kind of you have a you know you have a bucket that can contain a certain number of audio files and that bucket is associated with a time rather than each audio file being associated with the time uh, and that yeah. that allows us to do a, a much cleaner split so that um you know it it will just split your audio at the point that you said and then it will put in three immediately after each other and they will run on to each other as opposed to you know there being like that tiny little 0.1 second extra bit and you know it not that that's a very sort of hacky way of accomplishing mm. the same thing so we tried to yeah we tried to solve it in a in a, in a cleaner way um and obviously that came along with like a, a bit of an interface change because rather than the slot 
being directly associated with the piece of media. It's like the slot was its own thing, and then the piece of media was, and then the pieces of media that joined the, that slot were separate things. I don't know if that does mm. that make sense as like a it does. Yep. Yeah. Um. And and I think that yeah, our interface now reflects that kind of thing, whereas before it was, you know, those two things were really tied together. Um. And yeah, so that 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 proved interesting in making it so that historical bits of Amy that worked originally continued to work. That was the important thing is that it didn't we didn't want any updates to to break what people had already set up. So we had to sort of convert mm. all of the existing bits uh, of intention into the, this new format that yeah works in a bit more of that kind of buckety way. Um, cool. Yeah. So yeah. No. In in short, no. Was not was not super simple. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, it was it was a bit of a bit of a challenge, but we managed to we managed to do it. So I'm feeling good. good. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you guys did. Um, you smashed it as usual. And yeah, the the whole bucket thing was. Um, <laughs> it it was uh, sometimes as a non-developer, it's it's I think it's sometimes you have to uh, use some kind of alias to a very technical thing. Because otherwise, you just get lost in the hole. Yeah. Because yeah. there are, you know, there are a couple of times I've spoken to you or Kieran, um, you know, about building that stuff out. It's like, yeah, we need to do. Then there's this whole thing from the Matrix, and then you come back into English. It's like, okay, it's just a bucket, right? Yes, Gary. Let's yeah, just go it's with the bucket. A I mean, filing the, cabinet it's, with it's, three drawers. It's whatever. always tricky because you know, <laughs> sometimes the way something looks is not the way that it works under the surface. So that mm. can sometimes be confusing because sometimes it can be like slightly smoke and mirrors in that you think it's, you, you know, the way that we present it might not necessarily be how it um, works because under the scenes it has to do all sorts of clever things that you don't need to worry about at all as a user. Um, and so sometimes the mental model that a user will have about what's going on is not that close to what's actually going on. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that's important because you don't actually, as a user, care about a lot of the things that are these like minor little technical details, like making sure that the 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 headers and stuff are all lined up and correct and all of that. And if we if we bothered you with those things, that would be like a really bad experience. Mm -hmm. um, yep. But at the same time, the downside is it becomes very hard to to have an exact idea of like how exactly it's working behind the scenes. Um, mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I love that. It's um, it's one of those things where I think there's a balance to be struck, and we try to do that very much with um, w with very simple ways of letting users know what's going on. So, as an example, once you've published, once you've got your episode published page all ready to go, and you've uploaded your audio, and you've done all this cool Amy stuff, when you schedule or you hit publish, and you go back to your episodes page, we try to well, we do, we tell you, you know, this is. This is the status of the episode. This is the status of of Amy. So if you've uploaded some ads and or sorry content and whatever, you know we tell you when we're processing in the back end if it's you know complete and all that sort of thing. So yeah, yeah I agree. I think, it, we need to you know. I think yeah. that's a really spot on um, point about that kind of thing because it also teaches the person. Okay, if you schedule an episode, there's there's a certain amount of processing time. So if you immediately publish something straight away there will be that like time delay and i think that that kind of 
unconsciously and the reason that there's that time delay is because it takes a little bit of time to to do all of this kind of any processing it might only be a you know a few moments but you know that's still important um and i think that the fact that there's a time delay will sort of teach us the the user that hmm, maybe i should think about like scheduling this at least 15 minutes in advance so that amy has time to complete before i publish it now obviously we don't want to restrict you if you if you just want to fire and forget but like we also want to be um you know transparent about what's happening because otherwise you'd get lots of questions in su support and other other places that are like oh well i published my episode a minute ago and it doesn't have my ads in yet or you know oh, i published an episode you know two two minutes ago and my my post roll content is is missing whereas i think that, that you know that simple little ui um, thing indicating what the status is lets the user know what to expect and i think that that really helps yes yeah no it's important to do that stuff and we need to do it in a way that's that's light that mm -hmm. can just let people know a very quick snapshot what's going on with things versus the whole you know i don't think people do it much these days but back in the day like the old windows xp days where you were letting users know with this big old window full of crap it's like you know you don't want to go into any detail like that you just want to let people know what's uh what's going on so okay so the 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 dynamic slots now they're all rocking and rolling that's yep. all good um what's um what challenges did you guys have where it came where it comes to adding some little nuances to that then because as part of that we also wanted to make it easy for people to really be specific within their audio files around where they could use these slots and so on and so now we've got this little cool tool where you can sort of put a marker on as an example you could put a marker on one of the waveforms but then you could really dial in because we've got this new position marker with the time uh, and you can manually type in you know so is that oh is that trivial or is that a complicated thing that wasn't too too bad to be honest um that was you know thinking about how that could work making it so that it was easy to um see i mean the, the the main difficulty with that was was just using the tool a bunch and seeing where where the pain points were and what might be helpful like one thing that um sometimes happens is that you've edited this thing you've edited this ad in some program and so you know actually when you were like the exact timestamp of when you were um when you wanted this ad to appear or when you wanted this content to appear and you then it was kind of tricky to like exactly position the thing at that moment that you already knew you know i, I put a block at 29 seconds or whatever i you know i made sure that there was a silent period at this at this exact moment and so we just you know it made sense to make that just a a little um you know a time that you could put in and also sort of similar to that sometimes you know what when i was adding ads to things i would notice that like sometimes it's a bit tricky to find the exact moment that the silence was happening so i would be like i would be carefully selecting when it was and i'd click play and then i'd be like oh no that was wrong and so um that's why we decided to add that that play context feature where you could just play the last five seconds of audio so you could see what was leading up to this and see where you where exactly within this audio you positioned it without having to you know manually click back up and it's just that kind of thing of of speeding up the editing workflow i think that was that wasn't so much a technical difficulty that was more like a 
um, just thinking about things that would help in the average case where you're just trying to like locate markers and 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 put things precisely. And I think I think it really works quite well. And like little little details, like making it so that the current currently selected slot is highlighted just so that you know which one it is which one you're you're doing mm-hmm. stuff to i think that just little tiny visual change makes it a lot more intuitive what you're doing and makes it so that you don't accidentally do something like oh i thought i was editing the first slot and actually i was editing the sixth slot or whatever um not that many people have that many slots but you know that kind yeah. of thing um yeah and i think i think just yeah. all, anything that you can do to be more clear about what's going on without cluttering things, you know, because a color change is not not really a super visually noisy thing. And and yet, if you can just convey a little bit of extra information, that's great. Like the more information you can convey with the less clutter, the better. Um, yes. Yeah. That was one of those cool things that we did. And that often happens. I think it's probably, I think it's happened with every project that we've worked on where we get the wireframes and the UI and stuff to a certain point. And you think, okay, uh, we've probably nailed this to insert percentage here. It might be 90% or whatever. Yeah. But there's always that moment where you guys start to build it out and you play with it in the browser. Yeah. And you think, actually, this doesn't work or we could do with adding some stuff here. Or like you were saying, um, that, that what Pierre's mentioned there with the, you know, you select a slot and it, you know, correlates to the you know the color matches and stuff like that and it highlights what you're working on that was one of those things where you were like i think we should do this and everyone's like yeah of course you know it just makes sense and that's the the only way you can get to those things there is to play with it is to have some kind of you know thing that you can actually play with so yeah there were little things like that that were cool yeah and sometimes just make a mistake right like if you're if you're editing mm. your file and then you make a mistake and you're like ah that's a bit annoying that i made that mistake and you're like, why did I make that mistake? And that, you know, I think sometimes being motivated by the fact that, oh, I, I, that bit wasn't as e- like what wasn't particularly easy, because sometimes a thing works really well if you use it perfectly, and then you realise that like, oh, sometimes I don't use it perfectly, I use it in this other way, mm-hmm. and then you start going, okay, well, how can I make that way also? kind of smooth and i think i think it's a really tricky one I, and i think it does as you say just require that you get it in your hands and you start using it because imagining how a person is going to use it is a really important thing but also it, fundamentally impossible you know, you know it's not possible yeah. not a solved yeah. problem mm-hmm. um, no for sure it's um and that was one of the things that you mentioned earlier which i i found was cool um for the most part, when we mentioned before 2.0 and you wanted to put, say, two or three pieces of content in the same quote-unquote slot, yeah. which you couldn't do before. You had to kind of hack it a little bit and you know try and line them up as close as possible. Um, it was very cool that users started to do that, actually. It was like, well, we want to be able to put multiple pieces of content in the same timestamp, same bit, which we can't do you know, with, with the UI at the moment, so we're just going to hack this. Um, and it's it's... In a way, it's almost similar to when we play with these things ourselves and we get them in the, in the browser and so on. It's like, well, I really want to do this thing. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I feel like I can probably I can probably do it and sort of hack around it. But, you know, let's just implement a, you know, a proper thing that will do that. And that was one of the cool things around the, the timestamp tool is that 
it made it so easy for me personally as a podcaster. It made it so easy to um, to align things I'd already done in the recording process. So I use a bit of kit called the Rode Rodecaster Pro, which is this kind of un- all-in-one units thing that does all the you know all the things won't go into it but there's a really cool feature where as you're recording there's a little button you push if you want to select a marker on the audio file so when i then put that into audition and start to you know do the post-processing stuff i know that that this marker that's when i want to insert some content whether it's an ad or a sponsor thing or you know whatever it might be so then when i come to upload my episode into captivate i can use that time store you know timestamp tool sorry go straight to that 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 you know that bit of time and i know that i've left like you know a few seconds of audio there and i know i'm i'm slotting that audio in at exactly the same point so for me dude that was one of those little things like yeah yeah this is badass this <laughs> is like you know one of those things and also um a, a very quick recap as well with the context playback button is super useful as well because on the on the waveform we do have some controls that you can sort of scrub through and play and listen to it and stuff but you know that requires a lot of clicks you know to to, to accomplish that so you, you you pop your you know you pop your marker in you get your slot you upload your content you hit the context playback and it just very nicely says right okay in the lead up to where you want to insert this content this is what it sounds like and it just works so well dude yeah and the fact that, that it stops at the point you know it doesn't it means that you don't have to like manually stop the playback and it yeah, it's just yeah. like a, a, a preset action that you would find yourself doing quite a bit and also not be able to do as well as a uh, as like a computer could because a computer knows the exact time to press stop, basically. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think all sorts of stuff like that is is great. And I, I should also mention that like this is reinforced by our users. You know, we get feedback from people. They, they tell us sometimes, oh, you know, I'd really love to have this particular feature or I'd love to have this thing and um, sometimes it's great because we, we're like that is that is a thing we're already doing. It's a, we think it's a great idea, and that's a thing that works. <laughs> but it's just a it's just a good um, like a barometer for knowing we're on the right track. Because the, if a fe- if a user is requesting a feature and we think feature is great and we're implementing it, you know, it it makes you not second guess. Oh, is this a bit too complicated? Or oh, is this not something anyone cares about? Because clearly they do care about it. And yeah, that is a that yes. is another great thing. I should I should mention that our users they're great. Of course, yeah. Thumbs up to the users. And we have a very um, vocal group of of users as well. They will absolutely say um, if they if they want something or if you know if they feel something should be different or whatever it might be. And that was actually one of the things, um, this is a slight digression, but that was one of the things that we we relied upon quite heavily when we were, this is going back a bit now, but when we first introduced the network, the additional network features into the into the dashboard and so on, um, where we did a, a two, maybe three rounds of of just getting a bunch of our users on a call and running through the demo and everything like that. It's like, what do you guys think? You know, we missed anything. What would you like to see that we haven't covered? You know, all that stuff. So that was really important, and I think um, I think over, and it's one thing that's also really cool. You mentioned like when users say, "I think we should," I think you guys should to work on this feature. It's really frustrating, but um, I, I say the word frustrating, but not in a negative way. But you, it's frustrating with a smile on your face when you're working on that exact thing that they've asked for, but you can't tell them that you're working on it because you know 
just the nature of, of software updates and releases and stuff. But it's kind of like, okay, like these guys are going to love it. Like we're working on these things they're asking for. Um, and especially some of our active users um, that use Amy like every day for their busy podcasts and, and stuff like that. When they say, can you work on this thing? And we're like, yeah, maybe. Okay. But we're actually working at like the very thing that we're working on at that moment when they ask for it is the thing. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Or even like, yeah. sometimes it's even better because sometimes it's like they're asking for something that is like a very minimal version of the feature. And what you have is like something that is like a supercharged, incredibly powerful <laughs> version of it. And you're like, oh, you're in, in, in like a week's time, your hair is just going to be blown back because it's just amazing. Um, or, you know, it'll make the thing that you're asking not not even be a relevant question because it'll you know it'll just bypass the need to think about any of that stuff so you know that's that's mm-hmm. always a great fe- feeling like the yeah you know the, the whole thing about um tags in in amy where i think that that is a that's an absolutely killer productivity thing um yes yeah and uh i had that a couple of times you know when we were so um you and I and some other uh, team members, we attended Podcast Movement um, about a month yeah. ago, I think now, um, in Dallas. And uh, that was obviously in the run-up to this Amy 2.0 release. And yep. then I did chat to a couple of people who used Amy already. And they were like, oh, guys, uh, it would be cool if like I could just put just another bit of content in a slot. You know, can I just upload a couple of bits, you know? Yeah. Um, or and, and it, could I could I replace <laughs> all of all of a certain type of content with something else in one go, which is what the tag thing does? And you're like, yes, yeah. oh, I, <laughs> oh, I have to admit, my poker face at some stages slightly slips when Same. talking to people, yeah. and I just sort of be like, it's funny you should <laughs> mention that, but you know, I can yeah, say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> my yeah exactly the same dude it was like um just keep an eye yeah on on our comms you know because we've probably got some stuff released Maybe, and they might theoretically we, we might cover that stuff yeah, yeah so yeah that was cool anyway moving on so we've got the we've covered the whole um you can uh, you can upload up to three pieces of dynamic content in your pre and post role you can even set them as a default so every time that you go into to publish a new episode, they will be loaded into your episode and, and all that. Um, we've covered the the mid-roll stuff, so exactly the same as the old Amy where you could select a marker or you could paint over some audio. You can now have you know as many dynamic slots throughout your entire waveform and you can upload up to three pieces of media into those slots and so on. The timestamp tool is very cool. You can really dial in and, and get that exactly where you want it to be um, within that. The other thing that we shipped with 2.0 just to close on, is the whole um, tagging feature, which is very cool. So one of the, again, going back to uh, lots of users that that have spoken about this and we've requested it for for a long time, is the ability to easily look at um, a bunch of different audio that I want to effectively group under one umbrella. And if at some point I want to, in the future, go in and change all of the bits of content under that, you know, under that that tag or in that umbrella i can do that so that was one of the key things that we really needed to nail was okay when i upload this um this piece of content into a slot for example um i want to give that a tag and i want to call that something but then in another episode i also want to upload a piece of audio but i want to give it the same tag you know so i want to build up this little collection of of audio they might be relatable it could be something like if you're 
if you're working with a sponsor and um, they give you a discount code for something and then two weeks later they give you a different discount code or you know a month later they give you something else as an offer you could group that all under one tag for example called like i don't know the name of your sponsor and the month or year whatever that might be and then you can go later on and actually this sponsor now give me a whole bunch of new stuff but you know all those discount codes and all those offers that were in my past episodes they're no longer valid you know they they expired and whatnot so i want to replace all of those with this you know new shiny thing from the sponsor so that would retroactively go back and change all that stuff and mate that was one of the coolest things was to be able to just associate a tag with a bit of audio and then go into the bulk editor bulk editor and see all of my tags and be like right yes i can go into that tag and i can see all my audio uh, pieces of audio so i assume I really shouldn't, but I assume that the tagging side of things was a whole different thing, right? Than the whole, you know, working out the slots and everything like that. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a different, uh, definitely a, a different sort of set of features and set of concerns. Um, I wouldn't. It was, it was funny because um, it, it, it was tricky, but it probably was not as. Um, maybe it wasn't as as. Uh, difficult as the uh, the other side of things uh, that we previously talked about, because one of the difficulties is it's it's sometimes harder if you have an existing system to that had a certain focus and a certain purpose to like adjust that so that it still works for all of the existing ones and it also works for all of the new ones going forward. Like that's quite a complicated procedure. Whereas if you're like this tagging feature was kind of a new. Um, a new thing and therefore you know we didn't have something that we had to ha- ha- like manipulate existing things it's just that existing ads don't have tags um, and that's a lot easier to to sort of mentally manage so once we'd figured out what we wanted tags to do which you know admittedly is a bit of a challenge because you know there are lots of different ways that you could implement this feature um, it was actually relatively smooth running to be like okay we'll select all of the tags you know we probably want some ability to filter by them you know so you can search for things we want some ability to you know do it like see what episodes are affected i think that uh, that's an example of like a really great sort of ui thing that we you know we we, we all thought of that was that was very powerful you know because you want to know what episodes are being affected by the action you're about to take um because you might be like oh yeah, I want to replace all of these things. And I think the simplest version of that feature would be like, oh yeah, just you press a button and it just does it. But like that, you know, as a user, that gives you quite a lot of anxiety because you're like, oh, what if I don't have the correct mental model of which which things are where? Um, and so I think the mm-hmm. fact that we've shown you, okay, these are the episodes that will be affected by the change you're about to make. And you might go, oh yeah, I forgot. I don't want to do this for the trailer because that one has to remain forever or whatever you know or oh i thought that this was the i thought this was ad two and actually it was ad three that i was thinking of you know and that sort of thing i think really helps but again i think that the 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 real difficulty is is more about like thinking about what the user wants um and and then putting that into some sort of coherent system as opposed to the necessarily the technical side of things um which yeah okay is 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 tricky but like there's there's 
things that are things that are tricky but predictably tricky and things that are tricky but like unpredictably tricky so like i think you, <laughs> designing for a specific use case is is easier than not necessarily knowing exactly what your user will find most useful i think that's often the hardest thing um and like coming up with that kind of um intuitive thing is 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 the hardest thing in design and it's the hardest thing in programming um mm-hmm. yeah i agree yes and uh to be honest with you that was one of the things that i think we probably toiled over the most i think yeah was the whole tagging <laughs> thing because as you mentioned there's probably half a dozen pretty good ways that you could you could implement that feature yep and uh yeah so it was just as and, and again as you, you talk a lot of sense pierre very wise it's um it, it's it's making sure that uh our users will find all of this stuff just as intuitive as possible and you know making sure that because at the end of the day ultimately we don't want them to use um a- any side of the the dashboard any more than what they have to yeah. we want our users to concentrate on doing awesome content yeah we just want to get out of the way if that makes sense we just yep. want to be able to offer all the things you know you do this stuff we'll try and intuitively get all the stuff ready and rocking for you and that was one of the cool things that really hit home for me was when we this is going back again when we did our the dynamic show notes builder tool where using short codes and dynamic blocks and stuff that you could just pre-populate all of your show notes from your episodes and your ideas and your research links and and all that jazz and your guest booking and all that stuff that was one of the cool things it's like let's just do all that stuff get it done so you can just you know crack on recording stuff so it's a similar thing it's like you know let's make this as easy as and intuitive as possible so uh thumbs up yeah. on that regard dude i think um we'll see how this this plays out but so far so far fingers crossed we've had some great feedback on on 2.0 so yeah and i'm yes. sure as people use it more and more they'll come up with ways in which you know it could be approved and yeah that's always the thing Maybe as well, well absolutely yeah <laughs> 3.0 yes and uh and just to finish them um we can't talk too much about this but uh, uh ironically because we you know made a funny about not being able to talk about stuff but uh, we we have got another update coming at some point um because we've laid some pretty good groundwork with our um our partners over at global our wider global family working with those guys for their kind of global ad infrastructure, their DAX platform. So that's going to be a cool thing as well that's going to land uh, at some point. But that's um, that's definitely something that's underway. So that looks rather exciting. War yes. tease. <laughs> I can't talk about this, but here's just a little, little yeah. you know, can't say anything more. Yeah, here's a nugget of, <laughs> of, of coolness for you, to, yeah, for you to salivate over. But yeah, so that's going to be cool and we're hard at work. Um, uh, doing that stuff at the minute so um yeah we've got so much cool stuff coming down the pipeline for um for all, you know not just um inserting an ad into your podcast it, you know it's it's much bigger than that it's a lot more you know the dynamic nature of things is going to be very cool in the future for that stuff so yeah 3.0 4. Point whatever it's going to be very cool so uh yeah that's amy 2.0 it's been um it's been as always, fascinating to get your views on how you built stuff, the technical side of things, and also your thoughts on our users as well, and you know the broader design and the UI and stuff. So um, I like I, I've said, I say this every episode, you know, with the team. But 
it really is a, such a great way of of building stuff like this is to because uh, so many so many things in the past where back in the day when as a younger designer working in companies it was very waterfall it was like i've done this thing and i've thrown it over the fence of the developers and they go off into another place and do all the stuff and then i don't see it until it's live and then when i do see it it's like what the heck is this like what what even is this you know it resembles <laughs> next to you know so doing it this way and us being very collaborative and working as a team on things is so satisfying as well so yeah it's been it's been very cool another good project dude yeah well i'm i'm glad that i was able to bring my uh calm <laughs> bond bond villain-esque energy to both the project and this chat <laughs> Uh, you were right at the beginning. The energy is very different. You're just like, yeah, it was good. <laughs> I'm going to get a coffee now. So anyway, thank you very much for taking the time out of your day, buddy. It's been good. Yeah. And I'll see you on the next episode that you're on. Have a good one, dude. You too. Thank you very much, Pierre. That was awesome as always. I, I love chatting to Pierre, as you can tell. Um, we get along very well and we have this um, this kind of to-in and throwing of... Um, his, he has a very unique um, energy that he brings, uh, as I mentioned in our chat, that uh, uh, is just very funny. He's um, he's just such a, a cool guy to work with. So um, uh, thank you very much, mate. I know you're very busy at the minute, so it, it was very cool to chat through that stuff. And all the information that you need for Amy, if you're not a Captivate user, is on our website and our blog, and, and, you know, resources, loads of information on there about how to get started with it and all that stuff, which leads very nicely on to, if you're not using Captivate yet to power your podcast, then you can do that with a free trial for seven days. Just head over to captivate.fm forward slash sign up, pop your deets in there and kick up a podcast and you can look at all the features, test everything out. We don't put anything behind any of those weird sort of paywalls. You have to, you know, all that stuff. Everything is open to you. Just go and have a look. It's very, very cool. And if you've got a podcast hosted somewhere else, that's also cool. But if you've been looking around and you're thinking about having a bit of a change up with your hosting, it's really quick and easy to port your your podcast over to Captivate. It just takes a few minutes. And again, all the features are open to you. And you can play with all that stuff with your existing content. It won't affect anything that's um, that's going on with your existing host until you're ready to, to properly move over. So with that being said, thank you so much again for listening to episode 29. I'll be back next week for episode 30. Until then, take care of yourselves and happy podcasting.